Welcome to Pure Mind Magic, the show to evolve your mind. Our mind is the most powerful thing we have, but no one teaches us how to use it. When we find out how, we're ready to create magic in life and in business. Learn real mindset secrets from brilliant minds around the world to change your mindset and income level forever. With every decision you make, you create your future. What is your next move? Now, welcome your host. Host, international magician, speaker, and podcast performance consultant, Jennifer S. Royal. Ladies and gentlemen, today's episode is kind of different. Today's episode is really entertaining and will be funny because my guest is comedian, actor, speaker, and coach Dina Nina Martinez. She really helps entrepreneurs and business people as a humor coach to bring this good vibes of laughing and having a good time into business meetings and leveling this up and make it comfortable for everyone attending the meeting. But of course, we will also talk about what it is like to be a comedian, be on stage coming up with these jokes and how the lifestyle looks like of a professional comedian. So prepare to have some fun today listening to this episode and everything about her and what she's doing will be found in the show notes. So lean back and let Dina Nina Martinez give you a good time today. Hi Nina, welcome to the show. Hi Jennifer, thank you so much for having me. Well, it's a great pleasure to have you from entertainer to entertainer and podcaster to podcaster, right? Yes, totally. So many things in common. <laughs> yeah, that's that's so amazing. And <laughs> you are such an interesting personality. So I'm already fascinated by what you are doing. So you started podcasting in 2007. So I think this is when the whole thing started and most people had no idea what this is. And you worked all your way up to create a very interesting format that is called I love funny woman podcast and you are a comedian. So introduce yourself. Yeah, I am. I am Dina Nina Martinez and uh, my current podcast is I love funny women and I'm so proud of it. And I did start in 2007. Uh, my best friend and I, Greg Potter, um, he plays door girl Greg on our podcast. <laughs> so uh <laughs> Greg and I started podcasting with a, a podcast network of people in Los Angeles who had just, it was, you know, the economic downturn. And a lot of radio personalities were being uh, replaced with cheaper personalities or with, you know, automation. And so they all got together and started Hot Talk LA. And we started kind of with them and became part of the lineup on Hot Talk LA. And it was just a really, a place that I loved because I love talking. <laughs> <laughs> so um, it just kind of stuck with me as part of what I've done. And I've, you know, I've had a million podcasts throughout the, throughout the, um, between now and then. And, and this one has, and I've said, I said this before, I think before we got on, but I'm really proud of the content. And one of the things that I love to do 
is really empower women to and, and queer people in the comedy space. And I Love Funny Women is just an extension of that. It gives me the opportunity to talk to women comedians and queer comedians who are really inspiring to me that I, I really enjoy watching. Um, but it also allows me to connect with funny women and, and queer people who are not uh, part of the comedy um, environment. So it, it's a lovely catch-all of people that I just inspire me so much and getting on and laughing with them. So That is really a great mission you are on. And you know what is funny in itself that you are now on a German podcast where Germans are world famous for being so serious. I don't know. I've met a lot of really funny Germans. I <laughs> I think that you give yourself like you don't give yourself enough credit as 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 a country for the humor that you you um give to the world. And I I mean in all the German movies that I've watched three um in all of <laughs> in all of those like even within the midst of that humor there is there is that indom indomitable, uh, what is that? That's not the word I'm looking for, but like that, that spirit that you have that will not be quelched because the history of the country, the history of your journey is so like intense, you know? And, and there are places that all of the art that comes out of Germany has that's tongue in cheek or that is just really interesting. So so don't say you're not funny. <laughs> okay, so when you say this is a professional comedian, I just believe you. <laughs> Good. Because <laughs> yeah. everything I say is 100% true. Of course. So I would never <laughs> doubt that. So you have the stamp as comedian on it. So everything is true. I believe you. So I will build a new belief system today, I guess. Yes. Germany, you get a stamp of comedy approval. <laughs> awesome. That's perfect. I have to get this in written form, I guess. <laughs> Fantastic certificate to you yes great thank you so much i will post that that sounds really good dina so thank you so much for this and of course. now out of curiosity i have to ask you this so me with the background in uh, magic and performing magic on stage how do you become a comedian so is this something you can really learn or do you need a special talent for this or are there different routes to go can you tell us I, there are lots of different routes into uh, comedy. I, I feel like comedy is the working person's um, art form, you know, like like graphic art and, uh, you know, classical trained dancers and musicians all go through this rigorous training process, right? Very few that make it anywhere are are untrained, right? With comedy, you can get up on stage and start immediately. But as a coach, as a comedy coach and as a comedy teacher, I feel like there's a lot of value because as actors and, and musicians and singers, we all value, we value the educational process. But with comedy, we ha you don't really, nobody really values the process of learning. And I think it's important for you to either surround yourself with people that 
are comedians that are doing it, that are professional, that are really, that are willing to sew into your life as a comic or find a comedy community that is either teaching or that you can just fall into and feel connected with. Because yes, you can learn it, but a lot of it is still in, in, innate in our in our beings, you know? Like, I'm funny because I had to find a sense of humor in all the hard things that I went through in my life. And so the only way that I could do that was by by looking at the things that I still find humorous or, or baffling and, and make fun of them. And so it's kind of therapy, too, in a lot of ways. That sounds really interesting. And before I move on to my next question, Dina, what would you... Yes, I'm single. I am single. Okay, nice. <laughs> uh, yeah, I was curious about that, too, but uh, great. And you mentioned something before we started about your dating profile. So maybe you can share some insights. What will people find on your dating profile? I literally have stopped dating because apps are, are trash. Like, dating apps are trash. Um, I just... <laughs> I make a joke about it because, like, you know, I spent so many years trying to find love and I'm a trans person. So there's a lot of of um, misunderstanding about who we are as a people. And and obviously we're all different. But my journey as far as love goes is about love and not dating apps, which are just about, you know, getting together and I'm. <laughs> I've turned into a very prudish old lady, even though I make dirty jokes for a living. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny in itself. And uh, yeah, I was asking. Or was, sad. Yeah, it's funny or sad. <laughs> depending on how you see it, of course. So yeah, this was another question here I had in the back of my mind. So what would you say? I mean, you said that you are also uh, a comedy coach or humor coach. And I yeah. think still to this day, no matter what kind of relationship you are looking for, but humor tends to be something that is like number one or two on people's list. Mm -hmm. Yeah, if I date a guy who doesn't laugh at my jokes and I make a lot of jokes, then I can't. I'm just like, no, <laughs> you are very unattractive to me if you're not going to laugh. <laughs> Your abs are no use if you're not going to laugh at my jokes, you know? I see. <laughs> so, but you would say that it can help in the relationship, right? Especially to cope with maybe difficult times or just to have a good time when you are dating and you are kind of entertaining and you are able to make the other person laugh. Yeah, absolutely. And it also works and can work in your in your uh, advantage if you're like an entrepreneur, um, in your business relate you know relationships because all of us want to have a more enjoyable work experience and work environment, and I know that I really enjoy working with companies and individuals who are humorous when we're doing things that are serious, especially because it breaks it up and it really gives us, you know, a, a, a camaraderie, a, a, a better rapport because you're now not working with somebody who is a monolith and very serious. You're working with somebody who, who can see the value in humor and also meet your personality in a way that, that is beneficial for a partnership. Makes so much sense, yes. And I think that humor can really 
break up the tension, especially when you have a business meeting for hours and hours and uh, uh, there's so much pressure. Yeah, if I couldn't joke on a Zoom meeting, I would just end up bawling and eating potato chips. Like that. <laughs> <laughs> nice. So do you help people in case someone is listening now uh, who is an entrepreneur and does a lot of meetings? Do you still work as a comedy or humor coach and can help entrepreneurs and business people that would like to develop that skill? Yeah, absolutely. I, I do work individually, mostly geared towards creating material. Like I work with comics to create material that is indicative of their, their story. And I also work with them to create new material and fine tune it. That's my specific expertise. I don't like that word expertise. That is my specific, um, um, modus operandi, if you will. <laughs> um, but uh, one of the things that I know as somebody who is an entrepreneur, who works with entrepreneurs, um, is that humor can impact a business relationship in so many beautiful ways. And so if you want to take, um, uh, take a workshop with me or set up coaching, so that we can just talk about your funny stories and then you can find a way to work those into your conversations or get you to think like a comedian does. Because we're always thinking about how do I set up a joke and how do I, you know, hide the punchline as much as possible until that moment when I'm giving you the goods, you know, giving you that punchline. That punchline comes from a space of surprise and an and unexpected place. And so when you are working and you're constantly thinking, okay, this is a good, this is a good introduction to this punchline. How do I get to that punchline? And then you can throw in a punchline. And I don't know, I value that in, in business relationships and personal relationships, you know, just as, as a matter of, of existing in the world, humor just makes me, it makes me happy. It makes me want to continue living. <laughs> and nice. after this year, there's a lot in that. Yes, you're so right, Dina. And for everyone listening, I will put all the contact information to Dina and Nina into the show notes. So in case you're interested in booking a personal one-on-one -on -one coaching with her and make the next meeting your best meeting that people will remember then go for it mm -hmm. and if you're i'm also a speaker and so when you're speaking to you know 50 25 150 5000 people whatever having that genuine connection and bringing them to a place where they can laugh especially if it's like a serious business training you know you want to be able to to laugh in those because they get really boring. You know, like a lot of companies will hire these people who come in with just, you know, facts. I, I, I'm going to tell you this fact. I'm going to tell you this fact. But what I want to get to is I want to be able to tell you those facts, make you laugh because when you laugh after information is disseminated, when you laugh, that works it into the body kinetically as well. That's an awesome point. 
And I think it drives home the point where uh, people say that other people will not remember what you said, but they re will remember how you made them feel. Absolutely. And I worked in the, the, um, the service industry, hospitality industry for decades. And one of the thing, one of the reasons that people kept coming back to my table was because I made them laugh. I made them feel wonderful. And for those 30 minutes to an hour that they were in my table, at my table eating, they were having a good time. They were not thinking about how terrible their life is, you know? So they had a reprieve at my table while I was serving them, you know, food. And that feeling that making people feel great and making them have a reprieve from their life, whether it's at a comedy show or in the middle of a work day or whatever, is one of the most valuable things. Because I think one of the things that we are learning from this pandemic is that we are all connected And that we have to be able to interact with each other when we disagree, when we agree, no matter what, we have to work together. This is that we're on a planet that's like a ship and the ship ain't going to go nowhere if we don't work together and and solve the issues that we have as societies, as a globe, you know, that affect everyone. And humor can can bring world peace is what I'm saying. <laughs> awesome statement i would say that that's great yeah so this is the solution for all i'm yes. glad we found it on the show <laughs> women queer people and funny <laughs> yes yes right so dina i have another question for you or uh, yeah a thought because i was thinking lately when i watched the i mean you know ellen from the ellen show i guess mm-hmm And uh, she has a special on Netflix. And then I thought it's so interesting what humor and comedy can do because there was just she standing on this huge stage with I don't know how many thousand people in the audience. And it was interesting. Like for two hours, she was just talking, but with her voice and her stories, mm -hmm. she entertained the whole audience. And then I thought, wow. This is so fascinating because when you think of like David Copperfield and magic, this truck loads of stuff he had for his shows and also mm -hmm. thinking of magicians and other artists, everything they have to do with all the lights and all the equipment and pyrotechnics and whatever to entertain the audience and someone who is able to make people laugh can just go on stage, tells funny things and people stick there. So what do you think? I mean, this is kind of a superpower, I would say. I agree a hundred percent because I was, I, in, in a former life, I was a, I was a musician. So I was always carrying around amps, mics, my guitar, you know, like all that equipment. And when I started doing stand up, I was like, Oh my God, I just have to show up in jeans I don't have to wear makeup. I can just get on a stage and be funny. You know, like it, it is definitely an art form that is it, I, going back to a working person. It's like, like, you know, I, I get off work. I, you know, I want to stop thinking about my day. I want to do comedy. I want to go see comedy, 
Like, I don't have to bring anything to that show except for a sense of humor or, as an audience member, uh, a willingness to engage in humor and laugh. And, and there are, there's something about comedy that is so transformative. It can reach people who have, like, no, very few people are ever going to meet um, a trans person. And I get on stage, especially in the, like, you know, a lot of the places that I travel aren't like big cities. They're smaller, they're smaller cities or towns, right? So I come in, I tell my truth about who I am and how I've gotten to be, you know, just finally love myself and, and love what I do. And I get on stage, I talk about it. And people who have never met a trans person hear what I'm saying and they're like, oh, she's just like me. She she doesn't love her inner thighs either. You know, she has a tough time dating, you know. And, and that's one of the things that I think comedy brings to the table it's subversive it you can say things that you could never say in a business meeting <laughs> mostly riddled with curse words you know but <laughs> <laughs> but um it, it's just such an interesting fascinating uh space and and if used properly if used with respect and used with um uh, an open mind can, can really change the world around us. Mm, I really like that. And you mentioned therapy before, so that comedy can be a kind of therapy and it was for yourself as well. So yeah. I also think that it can bring some relief, but what is your take on that? I, I agree with that. Like, so I still see a therapist on occasion, you know, like I'm, I'm still have to talk a lot of the things through, but I will tell you working through a lot of, you know, just, just the stuff we have to deal with as humans. Like we, we exist in a, in a very hard place right now where people, where governments and companies are not looking out for our best interest. So, we have to find a place to um, creatively and constructively work through our daily lives, or through our relationships, through our, you know, just existence. And comedy has really given me the ability to, you know, work through my body issues. Like I will talk about my body and I'll be like, I'm, you know, talk about my stretch marks, talk about my, you know, back fat, you know, my inner thighs, all those things that, every woman struggles with but through the years of talking about it it's released a lot of shame for me and i i, I still may not love my stretch marks i still not, may not love my inner thighs but i love who i am and i accept those things because i've i've had to talk about it on stage and there are a lot of things that happen to our life especially uh, we all have like, we react poorly, you know, like we go through phases in our life when we may not use alcohol or drugs appropriately, <laughs> you know, like we may, we may not really connect with people that we are being intimate with. 
And the more we delve into those shameful spaces and talk about them, the less shame and stigma is um, held in those places. You know, like I have a very, very embarrassing moment where I walked miles in a towel in the middle of Los Angeles, you know, like, and until I was able to talk about that experience, I wasn't able to deal with that experience. And now I can make fun of it and talk about it. And it doesn't have that shame that sticks to us anymore. So I, I, that's where comedy and storytelling become healing and, and for ourselves, for those of us who are doing comedy. But it also allows the audience members to be like, hey, I've had this shameful experience. Can I talk about it in a way that is going to uplift me and diffuse the stigma and shame around it? Makes sense, yes. Yeah. And uh, Dina, when you feel comfortable, would you like to share some insights on your personal journey, how you became a trans person? Well, I, I grew up in a very small town in Texas and, and we were in a very mm, religious path that was not really accepting of, of trans people and LGBTQ people. And I just, I mean, throughout my entire life, I, I, I knew I was a woman or, you know, I knew that I was, I knew I was a woman and, and it took me a very long time to get to the place where I was like, okay, I'm going to begin transitioning. What does this look like? And it was very scary, but it was also like this point where, especially if you're anyone's in a religious, you know, upbringing, and then you kind of break with that, that spiritual path, you get really bitter and, and you don't want to talk to God if you talk to God at all. And I got to this place where I was just like, okay, God, if you're there, whatever you are, you know, Like, I'm scared this, I'm, I'm about to start transitioning. What does this mean? And this still small, small voice, you know, that, that internal knowing that, that comes out in a full sentence, um, a full paragraph was like, you know, if you don't do this, you're going to be miserable. And, and there are going to be people that will never see your experience that will be, um, essentially, you know, kill themselves because suicide, especially in the trans and queer community is pretty, is really high. And I was like, okay, well, um, I guess this is an opportunity for me to one, be who I am, but also be a light in the, in the darkness to be hope for people who are hopeless, you know? And, and one of the things that I love about being me, being out, being on stage, being who I am is one, I am, I've never been happier. I've never been more comfortable with myself. I'm, I'm me, you know, finally. Um, and, and then there's the opportunity to be visible and to be open and to show people that just because you're trans or queer doesn't make you any less valuable of a human being. In fact, it can probably make you more valuable because the stories we tell, 
the the way we approach certain situations is is um, dusted with these experiences that a lot of people don't have. You know what I mean? Yes. And so we're able to shine light into those spaces that a lot of people think are magical and esoteric and scary. (laughs) (laughs) You know? And we're just humans living our lives, being who we are, you know? Yes, that's true. So... Dina, what happened to your mindset in this process of making the transition? I think it's also like a, a personal transformation, maybe. Mm. And I guess everyone can relate to that on one level or another. So what changed inside your mind? I, I Literally, quite literally, the words that came out of my mouth to myself were like, oh, my God, this is how normal people think this is how I've always supposed to be, you know, that's, that was like, I just felt finally like me, you know, like, like the person that I'm supposed to be. So when you feel more comfortable with your, yourself, you function better, you function like you need to function or, or you are supposed to function as a human being. You know, and and so when I was able to be myself, I like everything just feels felt like it opened up. Like I don't have to feel this anxiety about not being who I am. That part's that part's over here now. Like that's not the biggest priority. My biggest priority is what are the things I want to accomplish that because I am who I am because I've become who I've always been meant to be, I am able to start to accomplish the things that I've always wanted to do that I'm, that I'm put here on earth. So I, I literally feel hope. I feel, um, uh, connected to people and to my art form in a way that I've, I never could have before. And honestly, if I hadn't transitioned, I don't think I would be, an entrepreneur, I would have been stuck in, you know, corporate America, which, you know, hey, if that's what you love to do, that's great. But it, it definitely was soul crushing for me. So it's just, yeah, like my aunt, who is very conservative Christian, um, said to me a couple of years ago, she goes, I don't necessarily understand what this is and I don't necessarily believe that it's appropriate that it's in align with what God has for you but what I do know is that I've never seen you happier and I've never seen you function in the world this way that is so inspirational and I can imagine that this freed up a lot of energy becoming your true self and standing up for yourself so Mm -hmm. This is amazing, and oh, I guess you. you're welcome. You you use all the energy to build this inspirational and funny podcast, the I Love Funny Women podcast. So can you give us some ideas on what to expect listening to your show and where can we find it to listen to? 
Well, it's it, it is called I Love Funny Women, and it's on all the podcast places. So like Apple, you know, Apple Podcasts, um, Google Podcasts, uh, Stitcher, Spotify, everywhere you can find it. Um, almost everywhere, not everywhere, but <laughs> and uh, I tend to cover a lot of politics at the beginning and and I I want to do it always want to do it in a humor way humorous way I'm super progressive and um some would some would say I'm very liberal and and crazy but I also believe that humans should have you know access to health care and and be treated well and all these things that um most you know industrial or most um modern countries have available to their their populace. Anyway, so we talk about politics and then usually I do, we have a funny sketch in there um, where I talk to somebody who's like a news figure, um, but it's not really them. It's just somebody acting like them. And then we have an interview with um, a, an amazing funny woman. So it it's like a win-win. <laughs> also, there's a sextrology report in, in every podcast. So uh, Renee Hyden is our uh, sex astrologist, sex astrologist, and we talk about astrology and how it affects your your sex life and love life um, during the week ahead. So lots of little nuggets. Yeah, it sounds really interesting and uh, like a buffet and a lot to, to pick from and uh, a lot of inspiration and entertainment. So that is great. Absolutely. Awesome. I love it. <laughs> yeah, I can sense that. And I'm sure people will, once they figured it out and uh, found all the cool secrets on your show. And yes. I, I also saw that you even take it a, a level further because there are also videos on your website for people who might prefer to watch you instead of just listening. So can you tell us something about that as well? Yeah, so our YouTube, you can go to ilovefunnywomen.com to find all of our social media. So we'll take the podcast and we work it into a visual um, aspect too. Um, and then I try to do uh, a couple of of videos each month or each week that um, include news things or just humorous, maybe a sketch or two here and there. So yeah, lifting up funny women. Fantastic. And are you at the moment still looking for guests in case some inspirational woman is listening right now? If she is funny, she can send me an email. Um, but uh, there's a link on our website that you should be able to send a guest pitch to, too, as well. Great. <laughs> And we know you are the master podcaster, so you will find the right women. Yes, absolutely. And I believe like we all have interesting stories to tell. And I love talking to women who are funny and interesting and inspiring. And uh, yeah, like, I mean, that's what life is all about. Just really, you know, being funny, attaching to, to things that make you move forward. That's right. So what would you say is the biggest benefit of being funny? Oh gosh, you can talk to almost anyone and, and really, you know, touch, touch them and approach them in a way that uh, they don't expect or that we, 
it really breaks down barriers between people. Yeah, that's true. And I think it's, it can even help in the commercial area like Facebook ads or advert advertisement in general, because when it's funny, you attract people's attention, right? Absolutely. I love, I'm one of those people who love commercials so much. I love watching all the commercials, you know, the funny commercial, like, um, um, videos where it has commercials from all over the world that are just hilarious. Those are my favorite things. And when I catch a commercial that just really makes me giggle, or even if it makes me cry because I really enjoy crying too. <laughs> <laughs> I just I, I love commercials that make you feel and and no matter if it's if it's about look I'm not gonna buy a product all the time even if I laugh or cry at it but I will say that I funny commercials definitely endear you to a product so if you're looking to really get your product out there and get it touched like have people uh, touched by your product humor can absolutely endear people to your product. Yes, that is true. And I think it will increase the chances that you remember the product and you will talk about this to others. Absolutely. A thousand percent. <laughs> yeah, so this is another magic key here. And I think video has the power anyways to spark emotions and make you feel something. And I think mm -hmm. then humor is a really nice way, even when you like to cry as well. But <laughs> I think uh, <laughs> laughing <laughs> uh, about the video is, is great, especially with the yeah. Facebook ads, because a lot of them are just boring when people don't spend too much energy to create a special video. So then those stand out. And I think that there, as you said, are some commercials out there that are just stunning. And I think there's mm. so much thought that went into this to come up with this intelligent concept to creating an ad in within 30 seconds that is so powerful yeah. and has the power to make you laugh and you will remember it for years because the story is so funny and all told in just 30 seconds. Yeah, absolutely. It really, your humor can really up that game. <laughs> that That's a really nice sentence, Dina. So before we close the show, I have a little challenge for you. And oh, no. Yeah, I'm going to put you on the spotlight here. So um, I would like you for the audience to tell them a really funny joke. So something that they can really laugh about even when they are serious Germans. Um, <clears throat> this is, <laughs> so there's nothing I can really say on your podcast. <laughs> um, okay. You're going to have to give me a second to think. Okay, sure. You get this. So it can um, be for over 18, I will mark them the, uh, <laughs> the episode explicit, so that's okay. <laughs> and for the final words, you are also allowed to curse. Okay. I'm just, I'm trying to think of, of what I can say that's going to be... 
Okay, so I'm 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 plus size. I'm 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 fat. I like I like being fat. I feel like the best part about being plus size is I can always pull my back fat into my bra, and it it just makes it's cleavage, you know, like. <laughs> um, and but I hate my inner thighs. My inner thighs, you know that. Um, we call it chub rub where your inner thighs rub together and you get chafing. That's the worst. It's like two kids on a long road trip where one of my thighs is like, mom, she's touching me. Stay on your side. She's touching me, you know, and I can't separate them. You know, it's just, unless you're lucky, then (laughs) maybe that wasn't the best joke, but (laughs) yeah, it was a tough, challenge it was it was a it was definitely one you have to follow and uh it's not great (laughs) you can cut that joke (laughs) (laughs) i won't but let's say this there's more on your show and uh, they are prepared in another way and i just like to put people on the spot because uh yeah it's not that easy and it rushes all the adrenaline through your body and uh yeah you found something so (laughs) i'm sweating right now i'm sweating (laughs) I and, and I think it's so funny because people are always asking, you know, like, you know, tell us a joke. And I'm like, Ugh, why does everybody ask me for that? And and it's never easy. It's never easy to think of jokes. And I tell them all the time. So it's like, <laughs> what? Yes, that's right. And so you see, my podcast is even a physical experience. It is. <laughs> Yes. And I can relate to what you're saying because in my times as a magician, I had the same experience. So everywhere I was going, people were asking, oh, can you do a magic trick or can you yes. make something appear? And oh, it was really as a... Then I, I, uh, for some time, I was like kind of hiding my profession because I got so annoyed by this always, <laughs> yes. always the same question. So uh, yeah, I can you're relate like, to I that. always... I always have to travel with a damn rabbit now. <laughs> yes, kind of that. And uh, imagine this, uh, Dina. No one would ask a dentist to uh, do a sample work or whatever at a family party. I would love to do that, actually. <laughs> <laughs> could you fill my? Could you fill my uh, my cavity here? <laughs> <laughs> yes, this would be a totally different scene, I guess. <laughs> it would be nice, but I think. When you see it from the other side, it's great to have a profession people are really interested in that is really extraordinary and people would like to know more because I guess when you say that you are just working in an office for an insurance company, it's not that interesting anyways. At all. <laughs> You're all, uh, I'm, I'm an accountant. Yeah, not much fun there. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so I guess we can live with this burden that you are being asked to uh, tell a joke and me, when the world opens up again, to uh, show a card trick or whatever. We do everything to make the world a better place, even when just for a few minutes, right? Absolutely. And I can't wait to see you do more magic. I I thought so. And you have to tell more jokes so that the whole frequency of the world is lighting up again. Yes. Anytime you're down, just give me a call. I will. I will. Sounds good, (laughs) Dinar. So it was really a pleasure having you on Pure Mind Magic today, sharing a lot of insights and also 
some backstories on humor, how it can help even in the business space as a therapy and what it is like being a comedian. And again, all the information to connect with Dina, find out more, listen to her show or find her videos or even book her as your personal humor coach is in the show notes directly below this episode. Thanks again, Dina, for being my guest and I wish you really funny times ahead. Thank you. I wish you funny times ahead. <laughs>